Welcome to the Revolutionary CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Lynch, wine lover, brand snob, proud boy mom, and Atlanta-based entrepreneur. When I was laid off from my dream marketing job at eight weeks pregnant, I knew I couldn't rely on corporations to provide me with a stable income. I launched my own business and hit six figures in my first full year. I want to help other female service-based entrepreneurs and coaches build and leverage their brand authority so they can confidently sell their services and programs at a premium price point to create a lasting legacy and generate independent wealth. Tune in every Wednesday for solo episodes and conversations with amazing self-made multi-six and seven-figure women all about marketing, sales, mindset, self-care, entrepreneurship, and motherhood to inspire you and give you actionable steps to successfully market and sell your high-ticket services and programs while having a life. Let's get into it. So it's been a couple of weeks that I've been gone. So I wanted to come back and talk about one of the biggest reasons why I've been gone and one of the biggest highs of being an entrepreneur. And that is that I bought a new home. (laughs) I have been in the process of basically moving in and I just could not even deal with also doing the podcast episode. So I took a little bit of a break, but I really want to talk with you today about like the real AF highs and lows of entrepreneurship, especially online entrepreneurship that I don't feel like anybody is really talking about. And so I think I'm going to toggle between some highs and some lows so that it's not like continuously crushing back to back to back and not also so elating back to back to back. I want to kind of hit you with a high and a low every other time so that you kind of see the positive and the negative all at once, because this is really what it feels like to be an online entrepreneur. So since I just moved into my new home, I want to talk about one of the biggest highs about being an online entrepreneur that I didn't really think was possible until I was in it. And that is way more money than corporate. Financial freedom is something I don't want to throw out there, but I do want to say way more money than corporate. And why this even matters, I think so much of marketing right now online for, you know, your coaches out there marketing themselves is like, oh, you can have 10,000 months and $20,000 months and $30,000 months. I had a $100,000 launch. I don't want to talk about it from that perspective, but I want to talk about it from the perspective of what I was actually making in corporate and how that felt Like I was constantly negotiating and telling people that I was valuable. What I was doing was valuable. I was worth more money. Other people are getting paid more money, begging for more money. I was actually featured in Forbes in an article where they talked about how to ask for more money at work. And I told the story of my struggle at a tech company getting them to give me a raise. And I ended up leaving the company and working with another company who immediately was willing to give me more money and a bigger title. And I just went for it. But I really love that company that I had been working for. And that is something from corporate that I always hated about that industry is that you have to beg and plead your way into a better paycheck when you're contributing so much money to the company. And I knew going into entrepreneurship that I wanted to, and this is like kind of me thinking like small, but I was like, if I could just make my salary that I was making in corporate, I'll be happy. But if I really thought about it, I wasn't actually happy with the salary I was making in corporate either. It's just the salary that I was getting paid. It was what I was approved for. It was what I was willing to accept 
for, you know, financial stability. But I really wasn't happy with what I was making at corporate, but I automatically came into online entrepreneurship with this whole thought process of if I can just make exactly what I was making from corporate, I'd be okay. I didn't want to just be okay, though. It's why I started working for myself. It wasn't to just be okay or just get by. It was to feel happy, to feel like working hard actually paid off in my life. Like I could have the things that I wanted in my life. I could buy the fancy foods that I wanted. I can go out with my girlfriends. If someone invited me on a random trip, I could say yes, and it wouldn't put me into debt. If I did use my credit card because I wanted the points that I could pay it in full the next month, or I could pay off that trip within a month or two, you know, like these are things that if I wanted to do some self-care, get my hair done and it costs $200 that I wouldn't have to be thinking about, oh, it's $200. I don't have that. I have to budget for a few months so I can get my hair done. No, I want to be able to get things when I wanted them. And that isn't something that I could just afford to do all the time when I was working in corporate. But more money than corporate was very possible. I just didn't see it yet because I was so stuck in how people treated me in corporate and how they were willing to pay me in corporate that I didn't think that it was possible. But I couldn't have imagined how much I could make in my business. I told this story really early on in the podcast of the first time I had a $16,000 month. That was my first five-figure month. I went from eight to 16, like the very next month. And I was like, holy crap. But also it's why I quit my job. I quit my job instantly. And it was because I would not have been making $16,000 a month at work. I knew that. I knew that for a fact. And when I saw that that was possible for me, I immediately was done with work. (laughs) Why am I even here, right? Why am I even here if I know that this amount is possible? Another big thing is when it comes to making more money than corporate from your business, I also just learned that I can now dictate how much money I can make. If I needed more money, I could sell more things. I could add more products to my product suite if I got bored with the thing that I was selling or the thing that I was doing, the service that I was providing. I was able to control that, whereas in corporate, you just couldn't do that. So this is a big high of being an online entrepreneur is that you are in control of your money and the money is it goes further than I think it ever could have gone in corporate. Unless you were a C-suite executive at a, you know, a Fortune 500 or you started up a company that ended up becoming one of those unicorn startups, you just weren't going to be making that kind of money at a regular corporate job in management, right? Even if even just upper management, you just weren't going to be making that money without numerous degrees or having been at a company for X number of years. But you can jump into entrepreneurship today. You can come in with a good idea. You can market yourself really well. You could sell really well and you can make more than you made in corporate in a month, in two months, in five months, in six months. And you would have made in corporate working at the same company for more than five years. So that's a big high. And the good thing that comes with the more money is buying the things that you want, is paying off the debt that you've had. Paying student loans now feels attainable to me because of the amount of income that I can make in my business. 
buying a home was possible and now true for me because of my business. I wasn't able to save and help with a down payment. Actually, I kind of talked about this on Instagram. The first home that we lived in, my husband, at the time he was my fiance, bought that home. It was only in his name. He was the only one that put down that big down payment. I couldn't have possibly helped him. I used to not have savings. I had so much like revolving debt from like credit card spending that I, you know, did as a, I was going to lie and say when I was much younger, but I wasn't much younger. I was like mid twenties, late twenties, <laughs> early thirties. But honestly, I just had so much negative going for me when it came to finances and to be in a position where not only was I able to pay down my debt because of my business, but I was able to save money, not only save money, but I was able to invest money. I was able to contribute to the home, my dream home that I am now living in. We were able to move to my the side of town that I always knew I wanted to live on when I had children. It was a more expensive side of town with the better schools and the nicer neighborhoods, and that's what I wanted. Not that I wasn't living somewhere nice because we did actually live somewhere nice, but the schools weren't the best schools. It was just a nice area. I wanted it all. And I felt like I could have it all because of the financial freedom that I did create through my business that I could not have seen happening for me in the next 10 years in a corporate job. This is a positive thing that comes with entrepreneurship. But I want to talk about the low on the opposite side of the spectrum is you are now in charge of your own financial stability or lack thereof. This is a big low when it comes to online entrepreneurship. It feels really great and you have the highest of highs when your finances, when your business is popping, when it's a high season and everyone wants to work with you, you're feeling great, you're feeling secure, you're feeling safe, you feel like you could spend money. And then there's, there are those months where it's not happening. Maybe you haven't launched anything new. Maybe you've been exhausted. You just want to work with the existing paying clients that you have. Maybe you joined a coaching program and now you're kind of switching out your product suite and now you're not taking on as many clients or maybe you stopped doing all the low price things that you're used to do. So now a lot of that business is gone and you're not used to it. Maybe it's just a low season. Maybe it's the winter time when people are typically hibernating and not spending a bunch of money because they're preparing for the holidays. Maybe it's the summertime when everybody's taking a break and not really on social media like that, except to share what they're doing with their families. Maybe you have a product business that's just not a popular time for shopping. Whatever the case may be, there are going to be times where there are lows in your income. And I don't think that everyone is telling you how to prepare for that. I think when you're making big, like, I, and I've made this mistake too. I had like a $24,000 month. And so when that came, it came because people were paying in full, right? When someone pays you in full, but you've been expecting them to probably join a payment plan because that's what most of your clients do. And now you have this big chunk of money. Well, you might think, okay, this big chunk of money, I can spend it towards my business and invest and do what I want to do that month. But you weren't thinking about, month three, month four, month five, that they normally would have been making a payment plan payment. Now that money's gone because you've done something with it in advance when you should have been making sure that you spread that money out over the next few months. Or you have to now consider, well, someone paid me in full. So now I have to accommodate by making sure that I book some more clients for the next few months. I didn't think I was going to have to do that. A lot of you aren't thinking like that. So the pressure that comes with you being in charge of your own financial stability or lack thereof is crushing some months. 
Some months you're so afraid that what's going to happen to me? Am I going to have enough money in my business checking account? Am I going to be able to pay these contractors that I'm under contract with? And in my case, I have an employee, a full-time employee, and it's my mother. And I know that a lot of you know that my mom is my full-time employee. So now it's not only my financial stability, which I think is actually very easy to maintain. Now I'm in charge and responsible for the financial stability of another person. And then it doesn't even matter that it's just my mom, but it's just another human being that I now have to make sure that the business is consistently making enough money so that I can pay this person. It's very scary. It's very, very scary. And I don't think that people understand how crushing it can be. My every thought every single day is back to my business and it has to be successful. My business has to be successful. It has to be stable. That pressure can really weigh on your body. It can put stress in places you didn't think stress could go. You know, I, I, I don't know if you remember and, or if I even talked about this on the podcast, but I started having all these issues with my health, like with food, like suddenly foods that I could eat just fine. I was having allergic reactions to them. I was, my face was breaking out badly. My body was always aching. Just so many things were manifesting within me and it was all due to stress. And I didn't, you know, I had stress in my marriage and I had stress just with, again, being responsible for someone else's financial stability. And I didn't realize that it was getting to me. These are some things that you actually have to be very careful of being an online entrepreneur because you have to remember yourself and your health, your mental health and how stress manifests within your body, how it will start to present itself. And I think as women, we also have just other pressures that come just naturally being a woman. I'm a mother. I'm a wife. You know, I have all of these things that I have. You know, I have to worry about my appearance. I have to worry about my body. I have to worry about my child. I have to be a good mate. I have to maintain my relationships. There are so many pressures and things that automatically come with being a woman in addition to I'm a woman who's an entrepreneur. And the financial stability is a big one. So be careful of those things. But let's let's pop back over to a high. One of the biggest highs that I actually wasn't taking advantage of until very recently is time freedom. Everybody talks about location freedom, time freedom. But if I'm being honest, I'm not going to go and randomly work in another country. I have, I have a child. I have a husband. I can't just leave. The people who are talking about location freedom, they're typically single people. <laughs> These are typically people who love to travel, who don't have any big responsibilities outside of themselves. They don't have to care for loved ones or you know, maybe they're not close with their parents, or maybe they're just the kind of person who loves to move around and be everywhere and doing all the things. If you have a child, especially a school-aged child, you are not, and I repeat, not just living all over the place unless you have a homeschool teacher that travels with you. And if you're at that baller status, then good good on you. (laughs) But for the rest of us, location freedom wasn't the thing that I was ever like banking on with being an online entrepreneur, but it definitely was the time freedom. I wanted the freedom to decide when I wanted to wake up in the morning. I know my kid really dictates that, but I wanted the freedom to say, you know what? I don't feel like working today. I'm going to take the day off. I wanted the freedom to say, I'm going to go to yoga in the middle of the day. I wanted the freedom to go on a hike in the middle of the day. I want the freedom to take a nap in the middle of the day if I want to. I want the freedom to, if I want to work at midnight, because that's just what I feel like doing that night. And I didn't want to work any other time during the entire day. I'm going to start at midnight that I can start at midnight. 
Now, in the beginning of my business and for most of last year and up until really this year as well, I wasn't taking advantage of the time freedom that comes with being an entrepreneur. Yeah, I was occasionally taking advantage of it, obviously, but not to the extent that I am now. So let me tell you what it used to be and now what it is. What it used to be is I kept my exact nine to five schedule that I had from being in corporate. I was also working basically all night as well. So this is what I started off doing in my business because I was so obsessed with making income, with the growth that I was I was seeing, with the amount of clients I was taking on. I was obsessed with how much was happening for me. And so I was just going, 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 going. I was getting burnt out though. That stress that I talked about, all that stuff started really picking up at the end of last year and it was tough. And so... I started thinking, okay, Letitia, you need to start ending your day a little bit sooner. You don't have to start right at nine o'clock. Maybe start at 10. Don't take your first call until 10, maybe even 11. I started blocking my calendar days off. I, I had already, I've had from probably since March of last year, so pretty early on, maybe even April, I had a CEO day was always my Monday. So Mondays was always a day that I actually wasn't taking calls. But now I have Fridays that I don't take calls. Tuesdays right now, I'm not doing anything. Eventually it'll be a VIP day, but for now I'm not doing anything. So I don't take calls on that day. I only take calls from clients on Wednesdays and Thursdays. And that's, those are also the same days that are the only ones available for my coaching programs. This is a life that I've always wanted. Now I have five days in a week that I'm actually not talking to anybody if I don't want to. I do show up on social media. I do work on those other days. But what I am not doing is having to spend my entire day speaking to people, trying to sell to people, trying to market if I don't want to. I don't have to do those things. And it makes me very happy. This episode of the Revolutionary CEO podcast is brought to you by my group coaching program, Revolutionary Brand. It's a transformational coaching program for service-based entrepreneurs and coaches who are ready to build and leverage brand visibility using video content to attract and enroll premium clients and sell your high ticket programs and services for $1,500 or more in the next 90 days without complicated marketing funnels or being great at sales. I created this program specifically because I know that you've probably been offering discounts to try to entice more clients to close. You're creating freebies and posting content so frequently, even though you don't have the time, you've been rebranding to try to make your business look better. You've been customizing your offers and lowering your prices and you're over all of that. This program was crafted to help you to repackage and relaunch your offers to only focus on one ideal client profile and one problem you can solve so you can confidently articulate your value and close sales needed to hit your monthly income goals. It's going to help you map out and plan all of your strategic video content. You'll need to lead your ideal clients from Googling their pain points to paying full price for your service. And you'll learn how to implement processes to strategically automate parts of your business and prepare it for scale and prerequisites to qualify leads that get you 90% of the way to the sale before before your sales conversation even has to happen. So make sure you go to revolutionarybrand.co to submit your application and book your compatibility call. Another big part of the time freedom that I wasn't thinking about is I don't know why I was still working all day and then also all night. Part of the reason that I used to work all night is because I had a nine to five at the beginning of starting my business. So naturally I was going to have to work 
at night to make up the time difference of working the nine to five and still implementing things and doing things in my business. But when you're a full-time entrepreneur, you should not be working all day and all night because you are now dedicating those business hours to your business. You can determine what your business hours are and then you can stick with those. I wasn't doing that before. So now I do not work late at night anymore. I don't start my day. It's sometimes, I'm not going to lie, sometimes I still get a little bit weirded out if I haven't started doing any work by the time like 11 o'clock hits. But it's okay now. I'm starting to feel better about it. Like I see myself getting more comfortable with that. So what I do now in the mornings is I have my morning routine. One of the first things I do, I'll kind of tell you how my day starts. I, I wake up with my kids. So whenever he gets up, I'm up now and I have to get him ready for school. I'm the one that takes him to school. He's about to go to kindergarten in August. I'll be the one taking him to school as well. He won't ride the bus because I'm overprotective. (laughs) So he will be riding with me. So I'll still have that. I usually get home about nine o'clock after doing all that with my kid. In the morning now, I do my morning routine, which consists of meditation, journaling, manifestation journaling. So money manifestation, seven figure business manifestation, all of these things that I learned from a coach named Taylor Lee. I also have a spiritual practice that I learned from a woman named Danielle. She is my spiritual healer, my spiritual advisor is what I call her all the time. I absolutely love her from Divine Radiant Living. And she used to tell me to set my intentions for the day. I'm lighting a candle. I listen to my affirmation sounds. My my. I listen to all these different sounds that are really meant for you, like their frequency, like abundancy frequencies. I listen to a chakra music in the mornings or throughout the day candles going. I have my cards that I pull as well. So I do a lot of those things in the morning. That takes a long time. If you hear me, I just talk to you for two minutes about what I'm doing in the morning. That all takes a lot of time. It takes at least an hour to do all that stuff. I also juice. So there are some mornings when I'm juicing. Well, juicing takes a full 30 minutes at the very least, and it's another 10 minutes to clean up. So it's about 40 minutes of me just doing that. So there goes two whole hours. I'm technically really don't have time to start until 11 o'clock. And that feels good to me though. Imagine starting your workday at 11 o'clock and being done by 5 p.m. and you're good. Five hour workdays, six hour workdays max, and you're good. This is where I am, and it's the time freedom that's a benefit of being an entrepreneur. (laughs) And it feels so damn good. I now have time to go to yoga now. I've been doing aerial yoga for two weeks and I'm obsessed with it. I had to drive all the way to some class. I would have never done that. I never used to leave during the day. If I want to go get lunch, I go get lunch. I have my new house. I have a sunroom. I eat my lunch in the sunroom. I play on TikTok during that time, you know, but now I get to like relax and breathe. I'm getting away from my desk, which made the pain go away from me sitting at the desk all day. So many things that I wasn't doing because I wasn't fully taking advantage of the freedoms that come with being an online entrepreneur. Okay, so now let's get back to some more things. Another low is the pressure to always perform. (sighs) I'm gonna take a deep breath for this one. The pressure to always perform. You're always showing up on social media. You're always having, trying to, you know, perform well with your launches. You're trying to be strong. You're trying to show that you're happy. You're trying to be successful. These are all things that you're showcasing to people and it feels like a performance and it feels like you cannot 
be in those moments. You feel like you can't possibly fail the launch because what does that say about you as a business owner, as a leader, as an expert? You can't look weak. You can't cry because that doesn't make you look strong anymore. Again, what does that say about me as a leader, as a business owner, as a coach, right? If I don't look happy, well, something must be going wrong in their business and that's why they're unhappy and they should be happy because they have, they're supposed to be doing so well. Why are they unhappy? It feels like you just always have to be on. I hear so many people apologizing for taking a break off of social media. Why are we apologizing for that? It's because we feel like we have to always be showing up. People are counting on me to show up on stories. People are counting on me to post every single day. People are counting on these tips and tricks that I've been sharing, my ABCs and one, two, threes that I've been sharing every day. We put all this pressure on ourselves because we feel like this is leadership. This is me being a strong, successful CEO. This is what it means to have a business now as an online entrepreneur. I have to look happy. I can't cry on camera. I can't look like I'm disheveled. I can't look like I had a bad day. The background of my video has to be nice. Oh, people are judging. I said way too many times. Let me re-record that. Let me re-record that because my kid walked through the camera. It's just so much pressure that we feel as an online entrepreneur, especially if you've had any level of success. I'm going to say that one again. If you've had any level of success, like maybe you had a killer $30,000 a month, right? And you shared it. Well, now you're thinking everybody's going to expect you to, first of all, share your income every month, but also they're going to be like, so you should have a $30,000 a month every single month. And that's a pressure that you start putting on yourself. And now if you have a $20,000 a month, what would have been a huge accomplishment of making 20 grand in a month on your own now becomes failure. It becomes, I didn't do well enough, which is utterly ridiculous. We have to start looking at the pressures that we've been putting on ourselves to perform, to achieve, to make, to do. And we have to stop doing all of those things. Stop trying to make a million dollars if you don't need a million dollars. Stop trying to show up every single day online if you didn't feel like showing up every single day. Stop trying to hold back your tears when you really just want to cry and have someone relate to you and comfort you and talk you down. Stop trying to act like you are so successful if you failed for, you know, if you've had a failed launch. It's okay. Let's talk about the failed launch. What can people learn from your failed launch? What did you learn from your failed launch? Did you just feel like a failure or did you learn that strategy didn't work for you? Did you learn that that target audience was no longer your target audience? Like, what did you actually learn? What are you teaching people? We're teaching each other perfection that none of us can actually live up to. These entrepreneurs that you're looking up to, you don't know the trials and tribulations. So many accountants are out there saying, and you don't know how much profitability these people are having because it's zero. (laughs) It's 20% of they spent 80 grand to make the 100 grand. They only got 20 grand out of it. You're thinking they're keeping 60, 70, 80,000 out of it. They only kept 20. Like you are looking, we are looking up to so many people who are depressed in the back but they feel like they are constantly having to perform because they've hit so much success. Don't do that to yourself. It only gets worse. The more success you have, the more pressure that you're going to feel to keep up with that. 
So let's not do that anymore because it is a big low. I bet if there was a survey done with psychiatrists and psychologists, if they got together and surveyed a bunch of online entrepreneurs, that the level of happiness would be really low. I'm I'm willing to to bet $100 if someone did that survey that they would find that most online entrepreneurs are unhappy. All the happiness that they're pretending to have on the internet is fake for a lot of people. And because of them being so convincingly fake, <laughs> they're being so convincing at, you know, pretending to be happy, pretending that they're always successful, pretending that they're always on, it gives the rest of us the impression that now we have to do that because that's probably what got them to where they are. And it's not, it's their team. It's their knowledge that they came into the game with. It's their clout. It's their brand. It's that they've had enough of a brand that people are willing to buy anything from them. It's not that they've been showing up every damn day. It's not that they're always so happy. It's that they were probably good at what they did or good at marketing themselves, good at sales. So F all the pressure. (laughs) Now my third and final high that you feel as an online entrepreneur is the direct impact of your work. If you come from corporate, a lot of what we do, we don't actually see the results of our work, depending on the department that you come from. So working in marketing, I could see some numerical uh, data that kind of showed whether or not my marketing campaign went really well. But I didn't really see how much money the company made a lot of the times, depending on where I was working. Now, if I was doing, you know, like SaaS or you know, software as a service. If I was working with a company like that, then I would see software sales happening because of the marketing efforts, right? But when I just worked for like a big company selling something really, you know, like I worked for a distributed antenna system company. (laughs) I worked for a information security company. I don't know how many slots they're selling in their, you know, $100,000 thing that they're doing because those are long sales cycles. All I know is I'm helping with visibility. I didn't know if on the sales call, they were hearing that it's because of something I said on social media or an email marketing thing that I sent. I didn't see that. So I really didn't know the impact. But when you're an online entrepreneur, you see that. As a coach, I get to hear every day on my calls light bulb moments, clarity, results. I just was talking to a client. She's also a friend. So this is why she called me to tell me this, but she was like, Hey, because of your VIP day, the stuff that you gave me for the VIP day, you know, I went live the other day and I booked a client and she paid $5,000 in full. And I was like, girl, first of all, I was like, first of all, I need you to type that up and DM that to me so I can screenshot it, send me a video testimonial. But also that's amazing. Like that's exciting. She was so excited. I was excited for her. I, you wouldn't get to see that in corporate normally. The customers weren't calling you directly, depending on what you did. You know, they weren't going to call you and say that they got the win. Your boss wasn't going to tell you that some client, you know, reached out to them. They're going to take the credit. When you're a service provider, you're seeing the transformation. You completed something and to see the elation, to see the happiness, the joy that you've brought to that person because you saved them time, you saved them money, you've saved their life, you know? 
You've given them back their time. You've given them back time with their family. You help them achieve something that they never thought they would achieve before. You get to see the pure joy and happiness that you're bringing to someone's life. And I love that. I don't think that there are many opportunities to feel that good about what it is that you're doing. Besides like being a mom, right? The little hugs that you get at night and the I love yous, those are all really cool. But you get like little versions of that from your clients when you're an online entrepreneur. And it feels amazing because most of us came into business to make an impact on someone, anyone, our ideal clients. And you need the validation of seeing that it worked out. And I get that validation. We get that validation every day, every week, every month, every few months, every time we're done working with the client, we get that. And this is something that you need to relish in and remember that this is why you're in business to make that impact and you're getting to see it. And the last low that I want to share is sometimes you feel alone. I don't think a lot of people... We know as online entrepreneurs, I don't care how supportive your friends, your family, your spouse, your mom, your dad, like whoever is saying that they get what you're going through. So sorry you're tired today. I know you were working all night. They have no fucking clue what we are going through as online entrepreneurs. I talked about the pressure, the financial stability, like all those things, but just feeling alone, like nobody gets it. The reason that group coaching programs became such a big deal is because we needed communities of people who were in the trenches with us. That person may not be doing exactly what I'm doing. We may not come from the same industry. We may not be starting from the same place, the same level, but we are all in this together. We're all online entrepreneurs trying to make this thing work so we can keep working for ourselves. We can get to the point of quitting our job, whatever your situation may be. This is what we are all going through. I had a little mini fight with my friend. I don't know if we're still fighting. I haven't heard from her. And it's been frustrating for me because she was having a baby shower the same week I was moving into my home, my new home, right? The same weekend, actually. And I don't think that, and she was mad at me, obviously, because, you know, she's, She probably has a lot of hormones going on, but she was upset with me for prioritizing what she felt like was the neighborhood pool party. So the day that I was moving in was also the day that the neighborhood, the new neighborhood was having a pool party. So I was going to meet the neighbors and take Liam, my child, to meet what would hopefully be classmates, which that did happen. And when she, she kind of, she left me a text and it just kind of mentioned how I, I prioritized the neighborhood pool party over her baby shower. And I called because I thought it was, I was like, we're not having a fight over text because that's obviously not the case. But also I was so annoyed because I was like, does she know how much pressure I'm under right now with this damn move in the middle of a launch? And I've been frustrated with like my mom, you know, and and I got to move all this stuff and move my child and switch the schools and switch over all the utilities. Like it was just so much going on. And I know that she was like thinking about her baby shower. And that's, that's obviously a big deal. But for me, moving into this home that I worked my ass off for the last few months to save up the money to find and to get my marriage together in order to get to this place where we're finally happy and we can live in a new house together. Like that was a big moment for me too. 
And I just have so many other things that frustrate me. And this was my moment of happiness. And it was kind of felt like it was taken away from me. And I feel like she probably also felt like her moment of happiness, having all her friends in town and then her in-town friends there was probably taken away from her. And you just feel alone in moments like that. So many of you probably feel alone when you're talking to your spouse about your launch and only one person signed up, but you've been working hard on this thing for three months. They're going to be like, oh, that sucks. Or, ooh, well, should have did something different. You know, like they're going to say something to you. You're going to be like, damn, he just doesn't get it. She doesn't get it. Whoever your partner may be. It's, it, it hurts. It's frustrating. So much of the problems that I was having with my husband is not feeling like he supported my business. But when I really think about my expectations for someone, I guess it's kind of unfair to expect someone to be just as hype as you are about what's going on in your business to not try to fix the problem when you're just venting about a client or you're venting about a a launch not going really well to not give you the advice, but to just sit there and listen and be like a friend. I think just a lot of people don't know what to do, what to say. They don't know what we're really going through. And a lot of times we're, again, trying to be so strong that they just don't understand what's really happening. And it does feel alone. You do feel like you're alone sometimes. But one of the biggest things that I want to say before I end this episode is that you're not alone. You're listening to a podcast of a person saying some of the things that you've been feeling yourself. So you're not alone. (laughs) You're not alone because I have group coaching programs where I'm constantly meeting people who are all relating to one another because they're all going through the same things. I'm on a lot of consultation calls and I get a lot of DMs from a lot of different people all over the world. And it's the same problems from so many different people, the same feelings, the same excitement, the same celebrations, the same highs, the same lows. You are not alone. And this is why I wanted to have this episode today to celebrate when you do have a high and to tell you that you're not alone in your lowest of lows. If right now hearing me talking about my biggest month ever and complaining about little silly things Just know that there's someone else who's going through just as bad of a situation as you. Maybe they are one bad launch away from having to stop their business. Maybe they had to take on a second full-time job, you know, like a full-time job and a part-time job just to make enough money to pay for the coach that's supposed to be helping them fix the problems in their business. Maybe you're going to meet someone online right now who has been trying to get this business up and going for two, three, four years too. You are not alone. What I want you to do is leave this episode today walking away feeling more honest and open with yourself and with others. I share every failed launch, every disappointment, every time I change my mind just as much as I share my biggest wins. And I do that online because I want to change the reality of the online space, which is shit is hard. Shit is good. There are a lot of low moments and there are going to be a lot of high moments and they are all happening at the same damn time and you are not alone going through it. If you love this episode as much as I have, then subscribe to the Revolutionary CEO podcast on iTunes and leave me a review to let me know what you enjoyed the most. For premium pricing and branding tips and training, connect with me on Instagram. I'm at Atelier Letitia. That's A-T-E-L-I-E-R-L-A-T-E-S-H-A. And be sure to follow the podcast Instagram account at Revolutionary CEO to show my guests and me some love. Talk to you next week.